Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The 7,000-Year Plan of God. This is part two of the series. So now, since we see that the Aleph is associated with the God of Israel, and given that there are six Alephs in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the Hebrew, that each Aleph is going to correspond with a thousand years of time. So there's a hidden meaning that in the creation, when he created the heavens and the earth, that it's going to be for 6,000 years of time. And examining those 6,000 years of time, we are going to now give you a link to the Aleph being associated with the God of Israel. Because you can see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that the first two occurrences of the Aleph, that it's the third letter in Breshit, and it's the third letter in Barah. So this is going to correspond that it was in the first 2,000 years that the people on the earth built the Tower of Babel, and they were so wicked and evil that they were destroyed by the flood. And this is associated with the people of the earth being the farthest away from the God of Israel in relationship to him. And the first two Alas are going to be associated with the first 2,000 years of time. In the next two occurrences in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 of the Hebrew letter Aleph, it is the first letter in the third word of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, which is Elohim, and it's the first letter in the fourth word, Et. And this is going to correspond with the people on the earth being closest to the God of Israel and particularly his Torah. So these two occurrences of the Aleph is going to be associated with the second 2,000 years of time. And now finally, we're going to look at the last two Alephs in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And we can see that the first Aleph is the second letter in the word Ve'et, and it's the second letter in the word Ha'aretz. And so this is going to correspond when there's a spiritual battle and conflict going on among the peoples of the earth, particularly in the Western nations, where there's going to be those who's going to push for secular humanism and being away from the God of Israel and his ways, 
where there's going to be another group of people on the earth that is trying to pursue following the God of Israel in his ways. So the two Allahs being the second letter of the last two words in Genesis 1-1 is going to represent this conflict. The next thing we're going to see is it's the Jewish understanding that the Messiah should come after 4,000 years from Adam and Eve in the garden. We can see this in the Talmud from Sanhedrin 97a and b, as it says, the Tana Debi Eliyahu teaches, the world is to exist 6,000 years. The first 2,000 years, there was desolation. 2,000 years, the Torah flourished. In the next 2,000 years is the days of the Messiah, where here it's called the Messianic Era. And then the commentary in the Talmud is that the Messiah is to come within that period. But the Talmud comments in not believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, that through our many sins or iniquities, all these years have been lost. And the comment in the Talmud is that the Messiah should have come at the beginning of the last 2,000 years. His delay in coming, because they don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, is due to our sins. So therefore you can see here that the Jewish understanding is the Messiah should come after 4,000 years from Adam and Eve in the garden. So that being the case, you should be able to understand, therefore that in the last 2,000 years, the highest expectation among the Jewish people as a corporate people for the coming of the Messiah was in the first century. So I'm going to share with you a quote from the Jewish newspaper called The Jewish Press. And this is published out of Brooklyn, New York. So in an article entitled, The Coming of the Messiah, written by Rabbi Shalom Kloss, he explained that there was a high Jewish expectation in the first century for a personal Messiah. He writes in the article, The belief in a personal Messiah reached its highest tension during that period of the first century when Rome sent her despotic procurators to rule over Judea. The yoke was most oppressive and the Jews awaited a leader whom God would send to articulate their latent spirit of rebellion and free them from the Roman tyranny. So from here you can see that there was a high Jewish expectation for the coming of the Messiah in the first century after 4,000 years from Adam and Eve in the garden. Of course, we believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, he did arrive at the time of the Jewish expectation. So now the next thing we're going to do is I'm going to share with you several biblical chronology studies. The purpose of me showing you these chronologies is not to try to examine all the details of biblical chronology and try to resolve and explain all the things that happened in the different periods of time where in various chronologies there's a difference of viewpoint. But instead, the purpose of showing you these different biblical chronologies is to establish that there is a biblical validity that from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden 
to the time of the first century that there had been approximately 4,000 years of time. So now let's begin to understand that in its detail. To begin with, we're going to examine biblical time from Adam to Noah in the flood. Adam to Noah are 10 generations, and they're broken down as follows. From Adam to Seth is 130 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 3. From Seth to Enos is 105 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 6. From Enos to Canaan is 90 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 9. Canaan to Mahalalel, 70 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 12. Mahalalel to Jared, 65 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 15. Jared to Enoch, 162 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 18. Enoch to Methuselah, 65 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. Methuselah to Lamech, 187 years, Genesis chapter 5, verse 20. 25, Lamech to Noah, 182 years, Genesis chapter 5, verses 28 to 29, and then from Noah to the flood, 600 years, Genesis chapter 7, verse 6. So if you add up all these years that were given here in Genesis chapter 5, and then the one verse in Genesis chapter 7, verse 6, you will come to 1,656 years. So there's basic universal agreement for those who do Bible chronology studies of this period of time from Adam to Noah and the flood was 1,656 years. The difference in biblical chronology comes after this. And so we're going to continue because from Noah to Abraham is another 10 generations. And so it's broken down like this. From the flood to Arphasad is two years, Genesis chapter 11, verse 10. Arphasad to Salah, 35 years, Genesis chapter 11, verse 12. Salah to Eber, 30 years, Genesis chapter 11, verse 14. Eber to Peleg, 34 years, Genesis chapter 11, verse 16. Peleg to Ru, 30 years, Genesis chapter 11, verse 18. Ru to Sarug, 32 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 20. Sarug to Nahor, 30 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 22. Nahor to Terah, 29 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 24. And then from Terah to Abraham, 70 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 26. So we take this information from Genesis chapter 11, add it to the previous chronology from Adam to Noah in the flood, making the total amount of time from Adam to Abraham, we have 1,948 years. Now the next thing that we're going to do is examine the time from Abraham to the children of Israel going into Egypt and then the time they spent in Egypt before they crossed over into the promised land. So to begin to understand this, we're going to read from Genesis chapter 15 verses 13 and 14 where it says, He said to Abram, Know of a surety that your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they will serve will I judge. So it is a common perception in Christianity 
that the children of Israel spent 400 years in Egypt. But if we examine biblical texts closer, that is not possible. How might we understand that? Well, to begin with, we're going to look at the Art Scroll, which is an Orthodox Jewish published book to Genesis, which is Brashit, Volume 1, page 525, where it explains that the 400 years spoken of in the prophecy here in Genesis in chapter 15, verse 13, that the counting of the 400 years starts from the birth of Isaac. So it says, it was with the birth of Isaac 30 years after this covenant, meaning that Abraham was 70 at the time of the covenant, and he was 100 at Isaac's birth, that the 400-year calculation in this prophecy would begin from here. That is the birth of Isaac. And so now we are going to see that from what we're told in Genesis chapter 46, verse 8 and verse 11, that when Jacob's family went to Egypt, that Jacob went to Egypt and one of his 12 sons, Levi, went to Egypt and Levi had a son named Kohat and he went to Egypt. So therefore, Jacob, Levi, and Kohat all went to Egypt. And then in trying to examine more closely how long were the children of Israel in Egypt, we can see that Kohat, who went to Egypt, had a son named Amram. And Amram had a son named Moses. And Moses was 80 years old when the God of Israel used him to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. So we only have from Kohat to Amram to Moses plus 80 years. So we're not going to get 400 years looking at it that way. So looking at it in detail from the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 5, 32, that Moses is the fourth generation from Levi who went to Egypt. The three generations involved in the Egyptian bondage are thus, Kohat, Amram, and Moses. The fourth generation, that's the children of Moses, returned to the promised land as it was prophesied. In continuing and looking at how long the children of Israel were in Egypt, from the Art Scroll Commentary to the Book of Genesis, or Brashit, Volume 1, page 527, it explains, Rashi, who is one of the most prominent rabbinical commentators on the Torah, who lived in the Middle Ages, explained the chronology as follows. The period of 400 years extends from Isaac's birth until the Exodus. This total is arrived at because Isaac was 60 years old when Jacob was born. Genesis chapter 25 verse 26. Jacob, as he himself stated in Genesis chapter 47 verse 9, was 130 years old when he went to Egypt, making a total of 190 years. They were actually in Egypt for 210 years, the numerical equivalent of the Hebrew word radu, which is spelled with a resh, which has a numerical value of 200, the dalit, a numerical value of 4, and a vav, numerical value of 6. So 200 plus 4 plus 6 
is 210, that making 400 years altogether. Rashi goes on to explain that the verse cannot intend to suggest that they were actually in Egypt for 400 years because Kohat, who accompanied Jacob to Egypt, lived 130 years, Exodus chapter 6 verse 18, and his son Amram lived 137 years, Exodus chapter 6 verse 20. And Moses was 80 years old when the children of Israel left Egypt. That is Exodus chapter 7 verse 7. If you would only add the age of Kohat when he died, who went to Egypt, 130 years, and the age of his son Amram when he died, 137 years, plus the 80 years of Moses when the children of Israel left Egypt, that only totals 347 years. So they could not have been in Egypt for 400 years. The next slide is going to show you a little better an overview of this period of time that Abraham was 70 years old when the covenant was made with him between the pieces as outlined in Genesis chapter 15 verses 12 to 14 and from that time to the birth of Isaac 30 years Genesis chapter 21 verse 5 and then from the birth of Isaac to the Exodus 400 years broken down to it being the following from Isaac to Jacob was 60 years, Genesis chapter 25, verse 26. From Jacob to going into Egypt, he was 130 years, Genesis chapter 47, verse 28. That leaves 210 years left. So another way of understanding this is from the birth of Abraham to when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, it was 500 years. So then we know that the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness. Among other places, we're told this in Numbers chapter 32, verse 13. So now we are going to add up the years from the information we've shared with you so far to see how long was it from Adam to when the children of Israel went into the promised land. To summarize it, from Adam to the birth of Abraham is 1,948 years. From the birth of Abraham to when the covenant was made with him at the pieces in Genesis chapter 15 is 70 years. And then from when the covenant was made with Abraham between the pieces in Genesis 15 to the birth of Isaac, 30 years. From Isaac to Jacob, 60 years. From Jacob to going into Egypt, 130 years. From Egypt to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, 210 years. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. So using this chronology, from Adam to when the children of Israel crossed into the promised land was 2,488 years. So next, I'm going to share with you from an extra biblical book called the Book of Jubilees. And the Book of Jubilees is an attempt to classify the events that happened primarily in our Bibles in Genesis and Exodus and give each event a time reference in the context of a jubilee period. And in the Book of Jubilees, a jubilee is regarded as being 49 years before the cycle restarts. So in the book of Jubilees, chapter 50, verse 4, it says, There are 49 jubilees from the days of Adam until this day, that they're referring to in the verse, and one week and two years. So how long is that? 49 jubilees times 49 years plus one week, which is seven years, and two years so that comes to 2,410 years. And there are yet 40 years to come for learning the commandments of the Lord until they pass over into the land of Canaan, crossing the Jordan to the west. 
So what they're referring to here in Jubilees chapter 50 verse 4 happened according to this rendering of time. 2,410 years from Adam and then they had 40 more years to the cross in the Jordan. In other words, in the book of Jubilees, they have it that from Adam to crossing into the promised land was 2,450 years. But if we remind ourselves of the chronology which we first gave in this teaching that from Adam and Eve in the garden to the promised land, we came up with how we did it to be 2,488 years. But according to the book of Jubilees, from Adam and Eve in the garden to the promised land is 2,450 years. So the difference between these two viewpoints is 38 years. So there is a difference there's not an exact agreement, but the difference is relatively small. So now we're going to continue on with the study from the children of Israel being in the wilderness for 40 years to the death of Joshua. We're told in Joshua chapter 14 verse 7 that Joshua was 40 years of age when he went to spy out the land. Then they spent 40 more years in the wilderness. And we're told in Joshua chapter 24 verse 29 that Joshua was 110 years old when he died. So from the crossing into the promised land to the death of Joshua is 30 years. From Joshua, we're going to look at the period of the rule of the judges. And so how we're going to look at it is the rule of the judges were chronological in time. There are some who do Bible studies who do not believe that these judges served chronologically. But we're going to first look at it chronologically. So the period of time under King Kushan Rish Athaim, as outlined in Judges chapter 3 verse 8, is 8 years. Under Othniel is 40 years, Judges chapter 3 verses 10 11. Under Eglon is 18 years, Judges chapter 3 verse 14. Under Echud, 80 years. Judges chapter 3, verse 15 and verse 30. Under Jabin, 20 years. Judges chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Under Deborah, 40 years. Judges chapter 4, verse 4. Judges chapter 5, verse 31. Under the Midianites, 7 years. Judges chapter 6, verse 1. Under Gideon, 40 years. Judges chapter 6, verse 7. Judges chapter 8, verse 28. Under Abimelech, 3 years. Judges chapter 8, verse 32. And Judges chapter 9, verse 22. Under Tola, 23 years. Judges chapter 10 verses 1 and 2. Continuing under Yair, 22 years, Judges chapter 10, verse 3. Under the Ammonites, 18 years, Judges chapter 10, verses 5 through 8. Under Jephthah, 6 years, Judges chapter 12, verse 7. Under Ibzon, 7 years, Judges chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. Under Elon, 10 years, Judges chapter 12, verse 11. Under Abdon, 8 years, Judges chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Under the Philistines, 40 years, Judges chapter 13, verse 1. Under Samson, 20 years, Judges chapter 16, verses 30 and 31. And finally, under Eli, which brings us to the prophet Samuel, 40 years. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 15 and 18. Now, if you add up the period of the Judges under the assumption that all this information is chronological, from Judges to Samuel is 450 years. And we're told in Acts chapter 13, verse 20, that the period of time from Judges to Samuel was 450 years. And now after Samuel, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the period of the reign of the kings of Judah, beginning with King Saul. 
who ruled for 40 years, Acts chapter 13, verse 21. Under King David, 40 years, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 26 and 27. Under King Solomon, 40 years, 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 42 and 43. Under King Rehoboam, 17 years, 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 21. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the 7,000-year plan of God. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.